Wow, it's been a while, but this is Doncaston Drive. Uh, I'm sometimes V. I know it's been a really long time. It's been probably since April since I recorded my last episode, but I'm back in it. Uh, you know, just kind of returning back from like a lot of rough things going on in my life. I am here at MagWest. Um, I'm having a good time. I hosted a like a panel and I've attended a lot of like nerdcore ciphers but I actually have the pleasure of Nightwing coming from the East Coast to do an interview with me uh, so say what's up hey everybody how's it going it's the game and not a game from Nightwing and I'm happy and blessed to be a part of this very special podcast Uh, Nightwing, we actually met back in Fanime, uh, back in last May. Uh, we did a we did the panel together. Uh, so the panel that I keep referencing is the one where I talk about inclusion. It's had a few names like uh, you know how to make panels more inclusive if you uh, don't look like Matt Damon, as well as uh, you know nerdum and diversity. And so we've had a few installments with uh, you know conventions such as Fanime and Mag West, uh, not Magfest proper. Uh, but Nightwing, this is the second installment that you were on with me and I'm really happy that you were able to join in. Uh, what's your experience with that and uh, what's your impressions with uh, you know doing that panel with me? Um, out of all panels, I, I haven't been blessed enough to be able to do panels. Um, I usually be the one like, on the sideline watching everyone else do it, especially at MAGFest because that's the one I usually go to. Um, so being a part of a panel in general makes me like happy that I get to like you know speak my mind and include this inclusion for me. And then this topic alone, it's something that like I've been thinking about and dealing with myself, and which I do put into my music and stuff from time to time because I've grown up feeling like the outcast in my own neighborhood, and not only in my own neighborhood, but then in other different cultures that I might be seen in. And then when I finally come to age of finding something that is close to home with what my interests are, then I still deal with the little issues or minor issues that are actually major to me. So seeing you know you guys make this panel and make it so consistent while uh, engaging with the people in the conventions as well is it's, it's refreshing it's nice yeah i'm just glad to be able to help here and there yeah no. Out the East Coast, so. <laughs> no of course no i'm always happy that like we always have people who come out and you know we just always feel like a big family right even though it's like the second time meeting you mm. like immediately click like we're all in it together like you know Black solidarity, uh, making sure that we're always just hanging out and being supportive of one, of one another. Um, and especially like with going to conventions where primarily the focus is like, you know, where you see a lot of attendees who are just like Caucasian or like a lot of like Asian, like seeing someone who's black is just like, yeah, what's up? Like, you yeah. know, it's, it's always like an immediate like connection. Like it's always love. Yeah, and, and exactly. It's always, always love. Um, so just to kind of give you guys a better idea what the panel is called, it's called Creating uh, Safe Spaces for Blurreds Who Love Keanu Reeves. This is mm-hmm. a dedication. Um, this was a de- dedication discussion uh, in uh, lieu for All Podcasts Matter, which was uh, another podcast in the Bay Area uh 
hosted by the late Kean Roberson and as well his partner Vic, mm-hmm. who Vic was unable to attend with us this time around because he's actually getting his master's degree over in New Mexico. Excellent. So. Yeah, yes. he's getting he's getting the academia. He's a he's a very good uh, mentor for students and and like you know he was a very good mentor for students in Oakland and now he's getting his I believe it's uh, social work. I think he's getting his master's degree in social work. So, um, but if you guys want to hear that, I'll actually have that uploaded um, on the SoundCloud later, um, maybe a little after this week uh, after I get some blessings from uh, Kian's w- uh, wife. Uh, so then that way we can I can share with everybody like what the um, what the subject matter and what entailed during that whole discussion. So uh, Nightwing, you are a nerdcore rap artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say nerdcore because I feel like that's kind of like the new like genre that was kind of already building up for like years and years to come. But like that's kind of like the genre that's like a little bit more fresh and now has like a name to it mm-hmm. uh, for hip hop. So um, kind of just talk about what inspired you and how you got into it. All right. So long story short, um, so I'm a Brooklyn native. Um, I currently live in Pennsylvania though, but when I was like 10 years old back in Brooklyn, um, my older brother, my uncle, and my cousin, and a bunch of their friends, they made a group called Hump Squad. Ah, so <laughs> basically back then I always wanted to, in a, in, a, in a way of wanting to hang out with them because they were all four years older than me and I didn't really have that much friends to go outside and hang out with. So. In that aspect of, I wanted to be with them, so I wanted to rap. But then they wasn't allowing me to rap unless it was under their terms of what content they wanted me to talk about. <laughs> and I was a big Street Fighter head, Street Fighter 2, Tekken fan, um, just video games. So I'd never really gotten a chance to blossom to do that back then. And then 12 years later, <laughs> um, situation happened with me and my cousin where I wasn't doing anything he hit me up like yo you want to play Injustice and I'm like yeah I'll beat you in that and I waxed (laughs) him and his boy which they were in a group called um, The Hurt which is um, Hustle um, Haters Unleash Raw Talent and basically they asked me what I wanted to do after all the rounds I just kept winning so they were like what do you want to do I'm like I want to make a rap song and then we made my first song um, Doing My Thing which is on my um, first album, No Masters One, which is available on all streaming sites um, and Bandcamp. And from there, I kind of got the bug in me to keep going with the music, and because I had so much I wanted to talk about. And then as I grew as an artist, it was I had found better ways to make the music that I wanted to make and convey it to an audience, not only that are nerds, but people that are from the same hood that I grew up in as well. And I could say it's been working pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is my second time seeing you. Yeah. <laughs> and I've actually seen you on a lot of uh, what's always like the first step for me whenever I discover new artists is like I always have like that go to person mm-hmm. that I listen to. So, like, let's just say, hypo- I'm speaking hypothetically off the top of my head, like, let's say I'm like, oh, I'm listening to like Mega Ram. Mm-hmm. And then I see a feature and I'm going like, no, there's yeah, a feature of like Kadesh Flow. And then Nightwing, and then um, you know, like Ao Lyrical. I'm like, okay, who are these other guys? And then that you just kind of branch from like that one degree of separation. So when I saw your name, I'm like, ooh, Night King, and I totally butchered the name. <laughs> and I'm like, 
wow, cool. He's like, he's like the Meta King or something, oh, right? And man. I'm like, did not do any research. I will like. No, admit. It's, it's 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 like I can say this for your podcast. A bunch of my friends know. So when I started doing music, my original name was Maverick Deroni, right? Okay. And it it like I've I've I made strides within that in that brand, and basically I realized I got into a point where. I like my the way I'm presenting my content and what I want to talk about is very different from the original of what Maverick Deronin. Maverick Deronin wanted to just talk about anime and cartoons and make songs, and here and there he will put out inter interpersonal songs that has to do with what he deals with. Mm-hmm. And I know I sound crazy talking in third person, but then talking to about like Nightwing. And that transition was like, I guess the song Let It Go was one of the transition songs Mm -hmm. that got me to going into that because I was dealing with something so great within my own heart Mm -hmm. of heartache and depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and dealing with it in a sense for for originally to help myself to get better, but coming out realizing it's helping other people that's dealing with the same thing. And I'm just doing that more often while fusing my interests that I still have to make better music mm-hmm. that way i don't exclude anybody that yeah. wants to listen right. so you know that's with that for me yeah. no it, i really do appreciate like how you did correct me when i did meet you in fanime and i got your name wrong no um, it's, every, everyone then, gets my name wrong but it's kind of on purpose that's why i spelled it it's like because then when you get the name you know the name you know how to spell it because yeah. you get the spelling now oh it's weird that's why mm-hmm. plus if I went and spelled it Nightwing the same way as everyone else did, I'd probably get hit with a copyright if I get big enough. And or <laughs> is someone else already has Nightwing, several other Nightwings. Like, I know another Nightwing that raps. He just has a K in front of it. It's pretty dope. But, you know, I didn't want to, like, steal his swag. It's just a situation of I've, I've always been known to like Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a tattoo of Nightwing on my arm. Mm-hmm. Because my dad had a Batman tattoo on his arm, mm-hmm. and we have four boys. I'm the second born, but I, I was Nightwing. And my mm-hmm. older brother's like Red Hood. My first younger brother's Tim Drake, and he's going to school for engineering. And then the last, the last one, he like dances, and he's like very dramatic and like cool and just awesome. Um, he's the reindeer that danced in Player One. That's my oh, little okay. brother. So you know, he's like Damien. So it's like comparisons of how things go. My mm-hmm. mom loves Catwoman, so we kind of just put that there. So you guys are a whole big DC family. Well, we love comics, but D- it's it's like my mom put me on the Marvel, my dad put me on the DC. Okay, okay. So I'm a I'm a comic book fan overall. Okay, at yeah. least of those two. There's I'm, always like that meme where it's like, do you like Marvel? Or do you like DC? And then like I'm you know, like, there's always like this headbutt with oh, it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love those battles because then I I can go on either side. Like it's like oh well, Superman can be everyone. Well, they wrote them to be like kind of depending on what superman you're doing you know i was just talking to sky blue about the goku superman battle i'm like if you digest the information of which superman is fighting then it's a whole different situation yeah yeah yeah. you got like several different gokus (sighs) goku who has like a few different it's always like the same mindset yeah but his mindset in a way where it was more collaborative with friends turned yeah. into like just a lot of like fighter hungry so yeah with that battle itself it's and just it, like which like, goku do you have the same pride of like i are you trying to win without your pride or are you trying to win is this fun for you yeah. and then it's like you go up against super saiyan uh, not super saiyan if you go up against like silver age superman that superman grabbed the galaxy and pulled it so if you think about that when in terms of strength it's kind of like wait uh 
if you could pull a galaxy, what Goku's gonna do to you? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. stuff like that. It's yeah. like I, I'm always thinking about like just little things. I'm a go. I'm a Gohan fan overall too. So. It's oh like, yeah, no, Gohan's really dope. Gohan yeah. has really pulled his weight. Especially during Cell Saga. Yeah, I feel like he never gets enough credit for what he's done because he gets I, a lot of criticism. Yeah, it, yeah. and ironically, it's because he wants to be a decent human being, and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's the craziest part. Yeah. He wants to be a scholar like his mom trained him to be, and then everyone wants him to fight. But Goku was barely in his life. What are we? What are we doing? <laughs> and then Piccolo trained him Step to survive. Daddy go or Piccolo, stepdaddy Piccolo. Yeah, and Piccolo <laughs> told him how to survive, basically. Yeah. 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 Um, so with uh, kind of like identifying with Nightwing, what? I know Nightwing kind of goes through like a whole transition of being Robin mm-hmm. first and then shifting over to being Nightwing more in his like young adult life like yeah. in, like I'm assuming maybe his 20s close to 30s. Uh, so why do you identify more with Nightwing versus Robin? Um and I'm assuming Dick Grayson? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um a lot of people don't know <laughs> that there's more than one Robin, let alone the fact so. Oh, there's Damien. Yeah. Oh, we all yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, everyone knows Damien. Um, Baby Wayne. Now people, now people, now people are learning about Red Hood now, and it's like, no, y'all didn't know Jason Todd was a was a like, he's nuts. But it's like with with Dick Grayson, it's a multiple reasons because like when I first got into DC and Batman, I I resonated with Robin when I was a kid because he was like the first comic book character. Now. Of course, by the time I got the comics, there were other sidekicks, but I knew he was the first. Mm-hmm. And then seeing him in the old cartoon shows, seeing him in the sadly horrible movies that they made with Robin back in the day, um, you know, I still could resonate with him. And then when I realized, like, when Teen Titans cartoon came out mm-hmm. and he becomes Nightwing, mm-hmm. and I looked up who Nightwing was with the internet and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it made me more fascinated because it's like the transition of him becoming Nightwing is because he didn't want to be the same as Batman. Even though, to this day, everyone says, like, he's the next Batman if mm-hmm. Batman ever goes down. Mm-hmm. But they always... DC always changed his story up with Nightwing to, to try to transition into something else instead of leaving him alone. Mm-hmm. Y'all should leave him alone. Um, <laughs> just leave him as Nightwing and just let it be. Just make stories. <laughs> but um, it's like, tight, like the accolades. He's the first sidekick, period. In comics, not even in comic book DC, in comic books. Mm-hmm. Then he led, he started the Teen Titans and led them mm-hmm. with several other Titans. One of them, a few of them, becoming Justice League members, including himself. Then he led the Outsiders. Then he led the Titans when they're all grown up. Mm-hmm. And he protects Bloodhaven. So it's kind of like, at least from my perspective, is that part of kind of having the reluctancy of being a leader, but learning how to do it. So you have to do it. And then also going with the situation of um, basically having a transition of using what your parents taught you, but in your own way and being your own man. And not only that, but also when you're looking at the spectrum of your brothers and Mm -hmm. how you are and how you stand, it's like my older brother resonates more with Jason Todd, especially Mm -hmm. when he becomes Red Hood, Mm because he's more urban. I can't even say urban. He's more street than me. Mm-hmm. We both have the street quality, though, so we both went through the trenches, but in the same sense, it's like, he's more into that than I am. And I'm, I feel like I'm more well-rounded in certain cases. Like, mm-hmm. if you need me to defend somebody in the family, I'm going to defend it. But oh, he's definitely more the first person to be called. I'm definitely second, unless mm-hmm. it's him. He'll call me, and I'll call him, mm-hmm. and we have each other's back. But we also bump heads in certain situations, too. Mm-hmm. So that's why... That the dynamic that's created with all the Robins being picked 
aside from like the female robins like carrie kelly mm-hmm. and um spoiler when she was robin but we don't have any sisters so that's just kind of <laughs> how that goes yeah yeah no that's thank you for yeah giving me that i know like there's like I don't have a lot of, like, you know, DC um, knowledge, but I do understand that there's, like, different evolutions with characters and lots of the different teams. So I think, like, how you're kind of encompassing everything, like, you're learning all the things that you got from your parents, aka, like, Batman, Mm. and then you're really trying to own and use all those fundamentals and foundations to establish your own identity, which is perfect. Um, And I feel like that's, like, great if you integrate that in your music and how you kind of see things going forward. Um, No, that's awesome. So um, from kind of transitioning into doing, from, like, you know, getting into the, like, more, like, like starting to rap and, like, you know, integrating nerdcore, how did you get into Otaku Gang? Um, It's um, actually... Or if you, it's I, it's by ch- no, um, yeah, it's it's by chance. It's literally, like, I always give him props for this, but it was AO lyrical. Um, okay. He's like, brother of mine, you know, we bump heads at time and time, but we we handle it, we talk it out like men, and then we, we get we keep it moving and make great music. You know, AO lyrical's a person that has been behind engineering and mixing majority of my albums that I've had out, including No Masters Three that's coming out October tenth on all streaming sites but um the story of that is um going into nerdcore before i knew what nerdcore was i'd known of mega ran and mm-hmm. i was a big fan of him through black materia because bef- i, I love storytelling rap back in the day mm-hmm. and him telling the story of a game that i never even got to beat was phenomenal and looking at it saying like yo someone could rap like this, this is crazy this is before i ever, I ever thought of rapping so when i finally started rapping my best friend Jeremy, who just had a child about a few weeks ago, oh, uh, Jade. Yeah, to him. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> and me and him have the same birthday. Um, we used to live together, and when I was rapping, you know, he heard it. He's like, "Yo, you know, you sound like Richie Branson." And I'm like, "Who the hell is that?" And he's like, "Yo, what?" We check him out, and mm-hmm. I heard, um, I think it was the JoJo song. He like stand on him, mm-hmm. and I'm like listening to the bars and how he's delivering him. I'm like, yo, this is dope because at the time it's like everyone, I felt like everyone was rapping kind of different from what I was doing because I'm like more of a punchline rapper. You know, my influence is New York, so it's aggressiveness, but at the same time it's like skill based. So I have, you know, I can do different cadences now, but in the beginning it was like, you know, I could I could just spit a bar mm-hmm. and it'll be the punchline is the most important for me because mm-hmm. that's how I think like that's what hits the crowd when you hear it. Yeah. So. I um I don't know how it happened, but like, AO knew him a while ago before, or at least was in passing. And Richie Branson decides to drop this this t- beat tape called Otaku Tools, which was all of his beats that he worked on that was on YouTube, and he just let everyone have at it and use it. So the first song I did, um, it was it, it's a Chrono something beat. Chrono. I don't uh, yeah, it's like a, a Chrono Saga beat that he used and. I used oh, it like to make yeah, Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. said Chrono Saga. Wow. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but I made a song called Change Ups, and that was on No Masters Two. Mm-hmm. And I originally did it with my boy T- uh, Timmy O. I put it out on SoundCloud, and then um, Ao not only got me on a blog site that he knew of, but he was like, "Yo, tag Richie in this on Twitter." And I'm like, "Yo, that man busy, man. What are you talking about?" Like, and I did it, you know. Mm-hmm. And Richie retweeted it, liked it. He's like, "Yo, this is dope." And I'm like, whoa, okay. Now I'm like, oh, man. I didn't even think he was going to notice, let alone. <laughs> so, 
then it's you like you got the end. Yeah, I got, I got, I got like the foot in the toe in of the door, you know. Aww. So no, they you got the toe in, but they snatched up the whole leg. Yeah, somehow you know the the whole leg got caught up when I made this. It, I used another beat, which was the stand up beat, mm-hmm. and I made the song Civil War because that's originally his beat, and I made Civil War, you know, and then I put it out. And at the time, you know, on my original SoundCloud, that hit like 5K in a week. Like a lot of people were really listening to it and vibing with it. And that was before I tagged him in it. Mm -hmm. So I tagged him and then he showed love to it again. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, yo, this is so good. I'm gonna make a video for it. Mm -hmm. And then that video is available on my YouTube, um, Nightwing, N-Y-T-E-X-I-N-G. And that still has like the highest views of, on YouTube of my videos. And basically, I, sh- I tagged him in it when I dropped it, and he retweeted it, and everyone was resonating and messing with it. I guess a lot of members in um, NPC were already in the ear of listening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Kadesh Flow being one that was already kind of talking to me. So, like, on Twitter, like, yo, you really dope, da-da-da. So it's like... Like NPCC, like, so yeah. many people of color. Yeah, they were definitely already... Color like, collective. Yes. Yes. There yes. we go. Yeah. So for and those who don't know, it's a collective of uh, artists who are within the nerdy com- community. So like you mentioned, Kadesh Flow. Kadesh Flow, um, Mega Rand, Samus, um, mm-hmm. Austin Creed, or mm-hmm. Xavier Woods as you know him, mm-hmm. uh, and many, many others. D&D Slug is IQ. I could keep going. <laughs> and they're all great people. Um, and to continue, so once he retweeted that, it was kind of like, I, I think I will ask him if I could join OG. And, you know, I just asked him, like, yo, is, are you looking for any new members? And then I guess it kind of spawned the idea of him adding members. And he basically added me and, and AO as the first new members of OG. And it's been history ever since. What year was that? Um, or how recent was that? I think it was 2015. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It was It was, like, right, right before he announced that he was dealing with cancer at the time like right before it yeah so that was like hard because it's like we just joined like yeah man we all talking and he told us like yeah man i'm going through this right now and i'm like you know it it stunts you but you know god God be the glory that he got through that yeah yeah yeah. no he kept it very strong he also like kept updates with like all of his people who were following him i remember meeting him um right before he was uh, you know, diagnosed, yeah. and I remember like Rand being like, he's so like not feeling good. And I'm like, man, I hope he. And this is like my second time meeting mm. Richie, and I, I would see him perform, and he would just leave to go backstage and just recover. Mm. I'm like, man, I hope he's doing all right. You know, like because like you know this community is small, and everybody. What's really nice about this whole genre is that everyone's so tight, mm. and people are seen. Yeah, and that's the thing I love, love, love about like doing like you know working with anybody who is an artist within the nerdum uh within the nerdum fandom or the nerdum community excuse me yeah is that like we're it's such a small community that and i run into everybody at the same conventions especially in california like it's nice that we're all seen and we all recognize each other and it's it's just such good solidarity yeah and, it, and it's like even more like at least for like like i can speak for me ao mm-hmm. mark cooper because he's also in the taco gang mm-hmm. you know um the other members like we we see each other when there's certain podcasts going on mm-hmm. and we we get ecstatic when we see each other again after a while because we kind of level up to the point where um we've gotten better 
and then we see each other like yo man i really like this video we see fake each other face to face we be in the shows together mm -hmm. and then it's like you know people like Megan and richie kadesh they look out and do um opportunities to give us to show ourselves out mm -hmm. because you know sometimes even though like there is solidarity in the same genre of nerdcore there's still like issues of inclusivity when it comes to at least the business side mm -hmm. of being a rapper that's in their core mm -hmm. including the fact of like the stigma of hip-hop that america has on hip-hop in mm -hmm. general despite the fact that it being debatably if not true the number one source of music right in the last few years right yeah right. well um right now we're in the closing section yeah. um thank you you know again so much for like like you know quickly sharing your story i know like there's a lot going on at mag west and there's so and you've taken time out of your night to just do this with me so i appreciate it and i thank you man you fam I'm, i appreciate <laughs> being on here i love and i love interviews i don't feel like i get enough interviews sometimes because there's a lot of publications that kind of like they're only about the money or they're only about clout so it's very nice to finally be able to speak and talk about things especially with someone that knows it you know like other interviews i might say something and they're like what and i'll explain it and then i'll take time out of what i was actually on the purpose of being there for mm -hmm. so it's like it's nice i appreciate it yeah no you're very welcome all right so uh, can you just let people know how to find you again and then also give out the date again of what your next release is going to be okay so for those who are trying to find me i am everywhere <laughs> i'm on youtube <laughs> spotify title Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon. Uh, all you gotta do is type in N Y T E X I N G all together, no caps. You can put all caps if you feel like it. You will find me. <laughs> um, that also goes for my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, YouTube, especially. Um, you can find any any of my content. Um, if you need to find me, I am. I use Instagram. Facebook and Twitter most of the time. So if you like to contact me and follow my Facebook page, because that's when I usually give these updates and share content that I am a part of. I also have a Patreon. So um, I think it's uh, Nightwing GNAG, because I'm known as a gamer not a gangster. That's another way you can find me. If you put hashtag gamer not a gangster, you will more than likely find me or my content that I've created. Perfect. All right. Uh, where's the next place you're off to after this? Um, location or after uh, leaving the Bay Area? Um, when I get back home, um, basically, um, 920, I'll be dropping uh, the newest single from my album, No Masters 3, called Pardon Me, that's featuring Mickey Fax. And on October 12th, I'll be having the 10 Star City Showcase that is a platform that I created for to let artists perform. And Mickey Fax will be there to host, and we'll be performing that song, and we'll be doing a video the same day. Mm -hmm. So that will be the last so um, last show of the tour that I've been having this year mm -hmm. of the Welcome to Bloodhaven tour. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Which we just be back home. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So make sure you keep up with Nightwing, uh, and then yeah, yeah, check out all his stuff, stream all his music, buy his shit. You know, buy all of it. <laughs> he has some pretty cool merch as well. So if you catch him in the area, make sure uh, you you support your guy. So uh, again, this is Del Castan Drive. This is your speaker person, uh, sometimes V. And then we're out of this. All right. Peace. Slash. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm player one. Player one. Yeah, I'm feeling like a player one. Player one. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm player one. Player one. Yeah, I'm feeling like a player one. Player one. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm player one. Player one. Player one. 
Yeah, I'm feeling like a player one. Player one. Player one. Yeah, I'm feeling like a player one. Player one. Yeah, I'm feeling like a player one. Yeah, player one. Uh, Mario stepping on the shell. Got the ether when I cast a spell. You're facing me, you ain't doing well. Try to test the game and then you're doomed to fail. Call me Crash when I wear a mask and put a henchman in a body bag. Cause they all waiting just for me to spat.